I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. We've got a big episode today. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk Euros, live card shows, and we are back with the original play of the week. So we're going to get into that in a little bit, but want to start, Lou, I think I saw on uh, saw on your story. Yes. Made a couple plays in Philly this weekend at the show. Yes. I don't know where I put these cards just now, but I did go to Philly this weekend because I was fiending hard because i missed dallas last time by the way that drive tie is like a sneaky far drive it's like to a philly rock solid, it's a rock solid yeah. hour 45 and yeah. that's a little bit out of my range it felt aggressive but you were seeing one of your boys down there right yeah my boy came down and met us there but like it's an aggressive saturday drive yeah it was like 8 a.m i'm gonna get in the car i'm gonna hate myself and then i'm there at 10 30 like 10 o'clock you know what i mean yeah so roamed around a little bit i only ended up buying two things and there was a lot of weird energy. Weird energy how? Explain. Tab in more. A lot of weird energy of like, I don't know where this stuff's going. And this weird thing where people want to price their cards a little too high because they're not sure if they're going to sell too low. But then they're just above where the market is. So I'm not buying that kind of thing. So it was very, very interesting. A lot of chatter. A lot of people there. There was a lot of people in that Philly show and downstairs in the casino a lot of tables too it's like a big show i didn't realize how big of a show it was but it was very interesting yeah in the pricing strategy of shows is something that i've been spending a lot of thought on after dallas it's just hard to rational like and i talked about i thought about this last time i was in dallas too like maybe i'm wrong because like as a person trying to buy cards i would never in my life pay over ebay for a liquid card at a card show like i just wouldn't do that mm-hmm so when people are listing their cards above eBay, like I, I just don't get it. There's a couple things to note. One is the vendors, you know, how long have they been in the hobby for? Because that's what I think we're seeing some of these cycles in terms of like profit taking. And yes, if you bought at what the price is now, you're not going to sell it for less, probably, especially if the majority of this stuff is. So then you have to price high and you're hoping for someone to just kind of walk in and, and do their thing. Um, but some of the more, I would say, you know, veteran, you know, vendors or people that have been, you know, in the game, they're also doing a lot of their deals online, whether it be, you know, Instagram and connections that they have, or they have a proper business set up, a la someone like Ryan and able to do volume of sales on eBay and don't, aren't necessarily thinking, oh, well, I'm taking cash, so there's no tax. Like they're okay. Their business is set up and mature in that regard. So I think that's, why you see a lot of, you know, kind of quote unquote overpriced stuff at shows. And then we talk a lot about the value of just being there, but definitely there is, it's hard to build the muscle of sales. And that is why people don't want to sell for less than something. And when you really boil it down to percentages and margins, you know, you're talking sometimes about 5% that people aren't willing to, you know, let go of a card over. And emotional attachments to cards especially if you're again smaller and haven't been in it for as long i get that it's hard but at the same time you got to understand maybe the market dynamics a little bit more and 
spending a whole day going to Philly, pricing your cards at above eBay to each his own because when you're in ownership, you do whatever you want. But it's it's not easy to go in, sell at prices that someone else might have made 3% more online and it's like, I don't want to sell then. Creates for a tough game. Yeah, but I also think it teaches you something, right? We talk about that a lot, about the repetition of selling, right? I mean, the car, I think the uh, card shows are just really all around the best for the hobby. I mean, you can learn so much there, right? We talk about it all the time. I know Ty's big on the dollar soccer boxes and, you know, finding those and grading them and getting those back and, you know, how that can teach you. But willing and dealing and creating connections with dealers and other people that are at the show. I went to a show in a little town called Xenia in Ohio. It was about an hour drive. And I spent about four, four and a half hours at the show just going through like boxes, digging for stuff. And now mind you, it was 92 degrees and there was no air conditioning. In Xenia. Yeah. Can I pause you for one second? The Xenia Ohio card show sounds like my dream. There couldn't have been more than like 30 tables there. There was like 140. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> things are lit right now Lou. yeah people want cars i'm less interested in the xena show now <laughs> that's crazy keep going you wanted a small show. yeah i love a small overheated show it's my favorite it was hot oh i love it was like a cattle barn oh <laughs> I need in the in middle of nowhere <laughs> anyways a uh, lot of people a um, lot of tables but yeah i just there's something to be said for a show I, it's where i you know i started really with a lot of my stuff was Going to shows, digging through boxes, wheeling and dealing, making connections. I think that's, I think you can learn a lot about your, you know, how to make deals and how to really, you know, interacting in the hobby at shows. Still say shows are the best places, but it, it's just interesting. Like, it's just really interesting, like the selling strategy for a lot of people. And like I was saying to you guys before, it's like you also know who's going to have those numbers and who isn't. I just stay away from those people that are, I think are going to be like that. But I did come away with two cars. I wanted to show them to you guys. Got the Hertz Optic Hollow 10, which I'm fired up about. Give a little Many. insight. Was that because I showed him some love on last episode? No. I would, you'll never in your life catch me buying anything because you told me to. So that's weird. <laughs> I Understood. love that. That cool. is great. <laughs> but can you talk about what made you make a Hertz play? <laughs> and how it in fact had nothing to do with me l- lamenting yeah, well, about his potential last No, yeah, it definitely starts with that he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. So that's that was the main driver of that. Got but <laughs> you were in Philly. I he <laughs> randomly plays in Philly. No, no, no. I I love op- I've always loved Optic. I think Hollow Optics are like super underrated because they're so hard to get graded high highly. I would imagine this year especially they're going to be hard to grade highly just with everything else has been hard to grade, so I think it's like, I looked, it's like Pop 30 or something like that. I'm sure that's going to go up by the time all these PSA submissions start coming back. But Pop 30 is still pretty low right now. And then I got an out of 49 Herbert Orange Select PSA 9. So I'm normally not a PSA 9 guy, but I figured it's an out of, like it's an out of 49 card. It's pretty rare. It's Herbert. I wanted to get some more exposure to him. So I jumped and in. And you're a big one. orange guy. I do love orange. Shout out to the Astros, the best and most honorable team in baseball. Orange is a good color. Great color. I respect it. Thank you. A little bit less than purple, but I respect it. They're both great colors. I have nothing bad to say about purple. So speaking of purple and orange, the suns. Oh, this guy's a professional. This guy's recorded a couple podcasts. This guy knows how to record. We got a transition. A little segue into Michael Porter Jr. and the Nuggets getting the old broom. Ty, any immediate thoughts on your superstar? 
there's real issues with Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> yeah, we're having issues back in the MVJ fan camp. Yeah, the island. MVJ sure. Island. Getting... <laughs> MVJ Island. Can we get that oh on the Oh, my shirt? goodness. MVJ, MVJ Island, island is not looking just, too good. The shoreline is just being beaten up by the waves. <laughs> Oh, it's got a late early. So this has got to be the summer they fire Malone, right? He's got to go. but He's got to go. With I mean, Murray healthy, uh, that team is talented. I know, but they didn't get to play with Murray healthy. I mean, they were so overmatched. They were so overmatched. The Suns are kind of a, you know. I hope they win. Banger squad. A truly banger squad. The Suns are kind of a wagon, some would say. Like, they got real talent. I hope they win. Yeah, I mean, when Jay Crowder is like your like fifth option, you got a real shot. Yeah, and they've officially taken over the cool factor with that video of the guy being like Suns and four after beating the brakes off of some guy, and then D Book being like, "Yo, what's good?" Yeah, I mean, and Devin Booker is officially the coolest guy who had the top row. He beat him from down low. But then D Book's like, D Book's like, "Yo, where are you at? Like, find that guy. That's coolness on a trillion." The guy was on the top trying to get pummeled. Yeah, well, he got pummeled too. That's what happens. And then Suns and four. Booker's the coolest. I want. The coolest. The, I said I wanted the purple. I might now want the orange. There's a light blue that's out there, seemingly <laughs> at a decent price. The green is kind of. It's definitely. He's definitely really cool. They're definitely really cool. Are we shaping up? We're shaping up for Suns Clippers, right? That's the where we're heading towards. Is that fair to say? No. Okay. <laughs> no, brother. <laughs> What's the issue? They're two one. So what, 2-1, that's it, the losing series the series? Okay. I thought we were, like, not, I thought we were back with the Clippers. I mean, like I was you know, pick. from last week, we could talk about what happens when we get ahead of ourselves. We said the Nets are going to win it all, and they're dead. It was I didn't think anyone anticipated the Nets, the Nets' entire team going down except for KD. I might have made a comment that they have to stay healthy. Okay, we're not giving you credit for saying they have to stay healthy. Let's settle down. Especially because you never said MPJ needs to stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, the guy's had a broken back for a decade, but, like, a decade. Okay, so I might have gotten ahead of myself on the Clippers thing, but either way, I think the Suns are probably going to the finals. I was getting toward the Suns are going to the finals. I like the Suns in the finals. Okay. Wow, but I like probably Suns be... Jazz. And then the Suns Hawks finals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Trey Young, a hobby darling. <sighs> a true hobby darling. Playing in games that matter. An NBA villain. Yeah. If they win tonight. I mean, the other thing is that people are going to hear this in two days, and both of these series are going to be fully decided, and it's going to be like... <laughs> There's two good ones tonight, right? Because we're recording this early. We're recording this a little early. Yeah, yep. recording Monday afternoon. Yeah, today is... 14th. Yeah, Clippers Jazz tonight, and then tomorrow... And Hawks Sixers. And Hawks Sixers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hawks yep. Sixers, too. Do the Nets have any shot without Kyrie or Hard? Kevin Durant. He's a good player, but do they have any shot, the Nets, against that team as just KD versus squad? I mean, they got a bunch of like if Danny, especially if Danny Green's out, has been. They got a bunch of bums on that squad. So here's what's weird: they already ruled out Kyrie again. This is Monday afternoon. They've ruled out Kyrie for tomorrow already, and they won't say already anything. out. Yeah, out. High ankle sprain is not good. Yeah, he's done. He's probably done for the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, high ankle sprain's a problem. So, but they haven't said anything about Harden. So in theory, Harden's playing tomorrow. Interesting. It's very very interesting. KD Chromes are an uncomfortable price, aka I'm looking to acquire a couple at the moment, no matter what happens. Second, Steph Curry and Harden both are as well, but I don't see a world where if this series, if they go down 3-2, Harden doesn't try to play, right? 
Feels like the ham is right there. He really should play them. I I don't like doing this, but he really should play tomorrow. What about the Jokic MVP pick? We're just gonna glaze right over that, or I mean, if you call like posting about it seven times in the past week, every yeah, other Brian, text message being about, about how like Ty, Lou, and I, no matter if we post it every day for each of us for the next month, we'd still be behind on the Tyler propaganda. That's true. But for you to be like, oh, no one's giving me any credit for Jokic. We threw like, it on 137 main. Like, what? No, I'm just saying, like, what about it? I mean, like, out of left field. Jokic was talking about it on SportsCenter the other day. Like, that's how much everyone's talking about it. He was like 3,000 to 1 odds or something crazy. It was a good pick. It was a good pick. Yeah, it was a really good pick. But he has since gotten demolished and it's over. And with that stupid slap foul... That was dumb. That was dumb. I saw a clip. He they threw him out for that. That was the I'm ready for vacation. That's the I'm ready for vacation. Get me out no, of here. But to throw at him least out he for got that a is... foul and got out. LeBron just decided to walk out. Yeah, they're both really good moves, but it, it was definitely a weak foul, Ty. All right, Ty, what are you saying about Suns? No, I was just saying one card, one individual's main staple card that you can pick up. Who's left in the playoffs right now? Who are you taking? Go probably Booker. Because if, if I'm saying to myself, Booker's going to the finals, I'm buying Booker's, right? Ops are tasty on Booker's, too. Like, what's a Booker right now? This is not a recommendation in any form or fashion, because I hate that. But, yeah, I mean, the last Booker did 860, boys. Like, talk to me. I don't disagree. I'm not buying basketball. You're not buying basketball? Oh, wow. No, I'm not buying it. I'm not spending money. No way. Uh... Not right now. Would you rather have a Devin Booker Silver 10 or a KD Chrome? They are the same price. Patrick Mahomes, patch on it. Well, that's not $4,000. I respect right? it. I respect it. The basketball more. I just don't like basketball. Has I, not couldn't, had an off I season. couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Basketball hasn't had an offseason. Ba- that, that, there's a reason the basketball market is so low. If you don't guess 100% right, their stuff's going to dip. And even if they do win, you're going to get some sort of like, it's built into the price anyways. It's not going to like run up 50%. If, if Donovan Mitchell wins finals, like the finals, and they, the Jazz win, Mitchell stuff's not going to jump 5X. When did the playoffs start? May. Blue, we were in Dallas. So the perfect scenario for like what you want out of a playoff performance is what you're getting from Trey, right? Is that fair to say? It's like an ideal situation? Yeah. That card's, his base prism 10 is down 32% in that time frame in the last month. Now, there's a lot of factors here. I think population of Trey comparatively to population of Booker. Okay, his silver is his silver's up five percent. I'm sorry. His silver is up eight percent. I think there's still some upside in cards from that argument, Lou, that it shows that some of these guys are players and can win big games. Like Giannis going to the finals would be big for Giannis stuff. Like not necessarily that it's gonna go up thirty percent now, I but that I think that's what I'm saying. I that don't think that's a player. True. I was gonna say I would probably take Giannis. Giannis or Booker, probably the two easy ones. If he if they beat this Nets team, the thing about Booker versus Giannis, though, is Giannis has back-to-back MVPs that some pundits in the hobby that are on a show with two other guys that they talk about cards just doesn't think that the MVPs are, are, are meaningful. Like, they don't mean anything. Are you talking about me? I might have been referencing you. Just, I might be referencing you. Uh, clearly, everyone agrees that the you, price is down. Like, what is that argument? The second you layer a chip over that, Booker, a chip, you know, okay, then you got the Chris Paul comments. You know, you got a lot of other stuff. Giannis wins this ring. Like, all of a sudden, 
I mean, you were talking, he might not be a Hall of Famer on one episode. I've just... been in Lee for five minutes, but whatever, that's irrelevant. Everyone's in the Hall of Fame, so it doesn't so, matter. We're, so we're I, I do think Giannis ben winning would... Ben Wallace deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Tracy McGrady is the Hall of Fame, like... Um, what about... Like, like, I think the only guys who have a chance to go ballistic is... Gian- like, if Giannis wins the finals, you're 100% right. But, if like, imagine if the Suns win the finals, like, Booker is out of here. Yeah, he also just really went with the cool factor like crazy. Yeah, he's the coolest person alive. Yeah. If they win the finals. Anyway. Yep. All right, Ty, so let's let's move on. I figure we'll uh we'll get an update from the Euros, the uh soccer expert of the show. What's what's been going on there? Euro Cup twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one. Well it's you gotta it's be careful. It's the Euro Cup twenty twenty though. They kept it. They stuck with it. Did they really? That's so stupid. <laughs> That's so dumb. Keep going. Well, as a Danish supporter, it was a tough start to the Euros. I don't know if you guys saw that, my man. Let's let's pretend you're talking to two guys who have not watched this. Okay, did second. you hear about the stud player that dropped on the field? Collapsed. Yeah, like almost. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was like a. Well, that was the Euros. That's like a big deal. Yeah, that was in the Euros. Denmark dark horse comes in playing against Finland. I don't know what much to talk about other than that. I'm loving them. They're on three times a day right now, and it's the greatest sport on demand. So Ty, with someone that knows nothing about this tournament, how this works? Yeah, is it like similar to like World Cup where you play everybody in your 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 yep. group round once? robin group, round robin group, and then the top two of the group advance into knockout stage? They expanded it a little bit, so actually now there's three third place teams from each side, I believe, that go f- forward. Which Lou, we were texting you weren't liking that too much. Market wise, obviously the England team. Is very pay attention to loaded with studs, loaded with big names from the Premier League. Spain, they just drew to Sweden. Got some studs on there. Yeah, it's just another kind of pushing the game forward. There's definitely been a lot of chatter in the hobby about it. I don't know if you have any specific questions you would like to ask me. Who's gonna win? Who's going to win? France. Any major upsets? Denmark is probably one of the bigger upsets so far. They lost one nil. They definitely should have won that game. But what about England? England won. England won. Came so out. They're like in they're in the mix as well. Yeah, right? they're second or third favorite to win it, but they kinda have a history of just just choke choking when it matters. Yep. Unfortunate. So France, you said is your favorite to win? France is my favorite to win, but they're they're the they're the odds on favorite to win. Does so. that help Mbappe stuff to have a to have that and the World Cup? Yep. Yeah, it matters. It's definitely a tournament that matters. They play tomorrow against Germany tomorrow so oh that's a comes out on tuesday big game, right? they play on tuesday this comes out on wednesday so it'll be the day before so this will so their game will drop before car talk goes live yep so can you predict the the outcome of that game so we could use it on the podcast? france germany outcome yeah yeah like tell us what happened two two okay two two draw wow what a what a matchup yeah. it's the thing is, they're jockeying kind of for position. They're in the group of death, quote unquote, but three teams get to go through. Obviously, first match, you kind of want to just get some points. Same way they do it. Three points for a win, one point for a draw, no points for a loss, goal, goal differential. So they're not trying to really, you know, they'd rather draw than lose, I'd imagine, in that match. I see 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Do they have like a golden boot for this they type do. of tournament too? Golden boot. Best Be keeper. Be careful, Rye. Yeah, but, oh. Be you careful. Th- I know my soccer. Are you going to throw a, a prediction out, right? No, definitely not. <laughs> no. Nah, Harry Kane's like a classic. Mbappe is a classic play for that. 
Isn't there a guy? I think Rashford took a hit in his overall. He didn't start for England in their opening game. And I think that if you're going to be a guy guy in any hobby of anything, doing anything, like when it matters most, you can't really be on the bench. So what about Pulisic not starting in the Champions League? Fair question. I would explain this a bit differently in the sense of Pulisic isn't a guy, 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 but he's the Americans guy, 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 guy. So you're saying Pulisic's never going to be a top five player in the world? No, no chance. Won't I'm not saying there was a chance. It. Yeah, it won't even sniff it. There's five dudes that are younger than him that are better than him in the world. But there may never be an American that is comes along at a time of growth in the sport and off the back of America missing the World Cup to lead a generation of young talent. I'm with that. I think there was a little bit of false advertising on Pulisic then for the last couple of years. I was under the impression that by maybe someone on this podcast, if we're not naming names, but like I was under the impression that Pulisic was like stud, the, the second coming of Ryan. Am I wrong? Of what? Keep going. Yeah, it's always been made it sound like like from soccer guys that like Pulisic's gonna be a top five guy. It always sounded like like Pulisic's like the goat. No, he's like a guy that matters, and, and right. He's, That's a bad job by the soccer guys. To the talk gap about between like him and the previous guy for the U.S. is like. Talking about like Dempsey, yeah. Like we're talking like, about like okay. Think about this. This bag of garbage smells le- smells less bad than the other bag of garbage. Like Pau Gasol, Spaniard, right? Uh-huh. This is a bad argument. This, this is not helping. This is bad. This is real bad. Why? If you're in Spain, like you're like Pau's the guy, right? But you made it sound you and all the other soccer guys made it sound like Pulisic was like this amazing guy. He is amazing. Do you how, do you understand you, what it you means make, to like? be where he's at no i clearly don't as an american dude like you know, do you understand why i react the way i do to this conversation or no not necessarily like not really okay yeah that yeah there's like, like american consumerism I, is part impartial why this hobby is what it is i understand so for an american to be in the mix in a game that america sucks at is why everyone glorifies him to no end and he is that good but is will he ever be a top five player in the world not even won't even sniff it understood i think where we're misunderstanding each other is i took the way that you and other soccer guys were talking about politic like he was going to be not a top five player in the world we need that clip of like clip Stephen A. smith we've been lied to we've been bamboozled right am i wrong here like i feel like i'm crazy like it sounds like politic's pretty good but he's not that good but the way you talked about him was like, like in the grand like, scheme of things, bad. In the U.S., good. no. In yeah, the grand scheme of things, he's you not went bad. Pau Gasol. In the pan- yeah, you try to compare you my mean, guy to uh, Pau Gasol. Hall of Famer with multiple rings. Again, Ben Wallace. Keep going. Uh, yeah, <laughs> also an amazing player. Pau's a great guy. I I have nothing but good things to say about Pau Gasol. I'm, I'm confused. I think you guys. Um, just weren't paying attention. Don't love me in this. No, I think you're definitely confused. No. It'd be like, you know, if you're like small town, high school, guy makes the G League and like everyone's pumped about it. Cool. But then he's like, you know, I get it now, but that's not how it was presented before. It was always presented that way. You're just don't not educated enough on the sport. If you hit me with some F1 shit, I'd know what you're talking about. (laughs) I hit you with some soccer stuff. You don't know what we're talking about. Everyone listening to the podcast right now. What was your feeling on Pulisic? Especially if you knew nothing about soccer. Tweet us. Correct. If you're a soccer guy, it's different. I I would love to know the list. Did you think he was a top five player in the sport? You talked about him like he was 
the best player in the so world. So question of the week for all the listeners. Best American in the world. It, if you've listened to this podcast at least five times ever, from the conversations we've had on this show, did you get the impression that Polisic is a top five guy in the world? Did you get that impression from this podcast? I don't want it to be like Tyler told me that Pulisic was a top five player in the world, and now he's not, so I'm mad Tyler at Tyler. Squad. I'm more globally mad at like the United States soccer machine. Well, how about if you realize that that much enthusiasm they have for a guy that's what he is, showing what it could be if we had a guy that was top five in the world? How about that for an argument for the growth of the game? Guys, are people are that pumped. Just to be sniffing, just to be scratching the pitch. I think we should move on. Speaking have- of people we had <laughs> higher expectations of, Speaking Lou, of purple and how did Jay Hill do this weekend? Ah, okay, Jay Hill, so Lou's guy. Sneaky little, like, yeah, I wanted to say last week on the show, there was a little conversation about a play of the week with a UFC guy that it was a white sparkle UFC UFC card. The guy was on, the, he was on the card that night. The, he was the first card, first fight on the main card. He got his arm ripped off, which is unfortunate, but like, I thought it was a good play at the time. I stand by thinking it was a good play at the time. It didn't work out, but that was- He literally is walking around with one arm, and you're on this you know, show he was walking, his arm saying was like, like, he's going to be the next freaking Conor McGregor. Like, no. Look, now you're changing it. Now you're, you're lashing out, and that's okay, <laughs> but, but I never said Jay Hill was the second coming like you did about soccer players. <laughs> it's called proper football, though. Yeah, right. The Euro Cup 2021. Lou, I don't know much about UFC. I'm just so more curious. Like, a guy that loses like that, he gets hurt, right? Isn't in the main card. Does he get, like, the opportunity to fight again? Like, how does that work? Like, I don't assume he gets, like, just demoted. Yeah, so UFC is, like, very much a dictatorship. And, like, Dana White makes the fights. And, like, if he decides that there's a good matchup, then he'll make it. There's not necessarily, like, a demotion. You can get your contract connected and they cannot re-sign you. Right, I don't know his contract situation, but like, assuming his arm is okay and they find a good fight for him, he'll get another fight. It might not be on the main card of a big pay-per-view, but he'll get another fight. So before we move on, I think we should point out there is officially six weeks today until we'll be at the National. Today's Monday, you're right. Less than 50 days. What are we doing? We got to figure that out. We'll figure it out. Live from the National. Can't wait to say that six weeks from now. All right, let's get into play of the week. We're bringing it back, old school, original play of the week. But before we do, thank God. As always, play of the week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. If you're new here, play of the week. When we first started this, Jay, the producer, took submissions from the listeners, and Lou, Tyler, and I would see them live on the show. It's not something we would ever see beforehand. So we'll individual. We'll look at them together one by one, discuss them, and then pick a winner. All right, so this first one is going to be from Suds Cards on Instagram. It says, gotta play for y'all. Bought this Booker rookie lot of six base and five infinite revolution. Sold all but one infinite at the Philly card show a week later for six twenty five. Nice. What is infinite revolution? What is that? Typically just like a pair. I believe it's just a parallel in the set. Like fr- like Fractal or Astro or one of the other parallels. Got it June 7th and he sold it June 10th. It's a good job. I think half the plays on here are people that are getting these like three days, which I don't seem to have much luck with. We'd love to meet some of these these sellers they're willing and dealing with. Yeah, this is like the perfect scenario for 
buying a card, get it in time. And like, I've never flipped anything in under a week. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad play. I mean, a June, just yesterday, uh, Booker infinite base rookie sold for 81 shipped. He got five of them in the lot. That's 400 alone. He only paid 280 for the lot. So something about buying in bulk and, you know, piecing it out and willing to do the work, you can make something on it. Not big on yeah, the, Hey, I sold it in Philly thing, you know, could have sold it for 425. We don't know that. Um, typically buy it on eBay, sell it on eBay, but if you got it, you got it. And especially if you got to keep one. Are, are just our Booker in our Booker revolution, just like on fire. They're selling for 800. Now you said, no, the last one raw did 81 shipped. Right. So he got five of them in this lot. That would be 400. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got plus got the got base. Got it. I like the play. Paid, shipped, delivered, picks to Philly. Booker's hot. Selling raw. I'm just excited to see the development of raw once PSA pops back open. I like the play. And, and this guy's obviously a, a Suns fan based on Steve Nash with the busted eye in his profile. So all around respectable play in, investor lot, the old investor lot of 11. Yeah, I like it. All right, Jay, next one. All right. So the second one is from Harris Decker it says this one is more of a percentage play than an overall money play, but I've been milking this one and still am. Over the last year, I've been picking up Jacob deGrom rookies from all brands and making money in them. But my favorite play are the Donruss, the rookies. I've been picking them up for about $2. See the screenshots. Later on, I had to go up to about $6 a piece. See the second screenshot. During DeGrom's big run, I was selling them consistently for $25 to $60 a piece. I could figure out my actual profit percentage, but this one seemed like a slam dunk. Wow. Good for him. So it says he bought 10 of them on, I believe that's like, uh, it's a, I forget the name of it, but something with like lots. Sports card lot or so, lots or something, card lots or something. He bought 10 of them for $59.50. He bought, oh, did he sell two of them for $50? Is that right? Yeah, so it's 25 bucks each. Yep. Yeah, and they got, they sold another single one for 25 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a great job. He's like arguably one of the best ever, right? He's on an incredible run right now. Yeah. He can't, he just isn't giving up any runs. Didn't he win Cy Young last no year? Support. He's very, very, yeah, I think he did. He's really, I can't remember. He's insanely good. The Mets just never give him any run support. That's like the meme. Like, he'll go out and pitch like eight innings, one earned, and lose one nothing. Like, that's a common occurrence. Does he put Gook on the ball? I don't know. It's not for me to say. Has the internet proclaimed whether he Gooks or not? And I ask because I feel like he's an anti-Gooker and still balling. They have not. I don't know. I know that he is not the focal point of any conversations. Maybe a former Astro. Unlike the guy that's on the Yankees. Maybe someone's on the Dodgers, too. It's weird. Well, the Dodgers happens. are like the center of all no, cheating no, no. in sports. Dodgers right? are pure. Dodgers are pure. Yankees are pure. Only the Astros are bad. I mean, look, Lou, just because you guys got called Lou, you're lashing out here. And the rest of the boys got off. I'm not lashing like, out. Maybe you shouldn't have won then. Maybe you shouldn't have won. Maybe you shouldn't have won the ring. Sorry, we're the best cheaters. Great. All right, cool. At least you can accept that you're one of the best cheaters. But hold on before we go on. I think about this a lot. And Rye, I like the, hey, I'm going in on DeGrom and I'm just going to pick up pro- all products, sit on them, make that kind of invet- make that more or less bet on his market going forward. Has that proven fruitful for you? Because a lot of our conversations, we don't talk too much on this show of a guy and then go through all the cards he has. 
we kind of are are like specific card product guy. I, I, I obviously it's done well for Harris, and he realized that Degrom might be an all time anti Gook pitcher, and uh, it's paid off for him. I'd like to just hear from you when you think about buying lots and all that. I, I think with this one, it's uh, it takes you know research to spend this. You know, he clearly did his homework with going in here and finding a parallel like this that he believed in and then buy, he bought 10 of them right we always talk about this if you believe in something enough buying two or three not one and you know, it gives you a little bit of flexibility where you can sell one later and have nothing in the rest so i like that play on it yeah i mean i think it's 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 great right i, I always look for like with degrom lou what's his best one like bowman first Tops Chrome, something Probably like that. It's, I don't know, but I would I would wager that, yeah. Right, like you would assume it's something like that, like it's a bigger one. So to be able to find something like obscure like this, I think takes... It, yeah, it's it, funny. I wonder what it is about that card. Yeah. Like, is it just a Grom stuff in general is, is up 5X? Or is it that card? Right, like when I remember when I was buying Darnold stuff, like I was looking for like the Immaculate Autos. They're from an expensive product. They're on card. They're at a 99. Like that to me was a value compared to National Treasures, which is from a similarly an expensive product, also a patch auto, also on card, also out of 99, but worth five or 10x what the Immaculate was, right? So doing that homework and trying to find, uh, you know, obscurity in the market. So if the guy you believe in does well, while you not may not make as much, you didn't have the risk you did that somebody with the Chrome or the Prism might have had. So I think it's a cheap but fun risk if you're willing to put in the work. Love it. I'm fan. Next one is from Stacking Slabs 21. This is Play of the Week. Took Ryan's advice at the Dallas Card Show and was going through $5 boxes and found this Otani at a 50. So sold it for $140, 18x return. It's a good job. Five to 140. That's pretty good. Now, serious question. Serious question. You guys can see the picture from here. And if you're if you're not if you're not watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, Lou and Tyler, does this picture you can see right here? If you were a seller at the show, is there any way you could have mistaken this for just a hollow? Yeah, for sure. 1,000%. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were asking if there was something wrong with the card. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, what I wonder is, did a seller think he just had an optic hollow of Otani and be like, cool, no license, not my thing, five bucks. And, and or were they going through it late at night and it just kind of was in between two other cards and was Didn't in look there? anything crazy. And or when they put that box together, was Otani coming off of Tommy John or whatever he got? And an afterthought, and they're not that into baseball, and just kind of put it in there, thinking it might. Yeah, I'll sell for five. I know I could get twenty for it on eBay, but you know, I, I don't need to put that energy into it right now. And then, boom, he explodes. That's possible too. Right. What's your biggest ever five dollar find that sold for whatever? Do you know? Have do you have one off the top of your head? Because eighteen x is really good. I found a Julian Edelman mosaic out of twenty out of five, sold for over two hundred forty dollars. And you bought it for five yeah, bucks. For five bucks. That's awesome. That was pretty good. That's a good one. That's one of the ones that comes to mind because that's recent. But found a. So I have a video dropping tonight on YouTube from my pickups from the Xenia show. Found a stack of 17 jerseys and autos. A guy had it a dollar a piece. 
And eight cards back was a Jordan Love auto from Phoenix out of 25 that had a scratch across no the front. No way. Yeah, a dollar a piece. They weren't even in top loaders. Wow. So it's got a little damage on it, so that'll probably sell for 65, 75 bucks. Still. But yes, yeah, it takes, I mean, you, you get lucky every now and then. You just, most of the time, you're hoping from five to 10. Yeah, that was my first thought with this is like, I see this card and I'm just like, if you're flipping through stuff really quick, just trying to like, it's mm-hmm. a $5 box. A lot of sellers aren't spending a ton of time on that. You might just like think it's just a hollow flip through it. So good find. Love it. You can find good deals in those boxes. I love this play. It's a serious play. All right. So this is from Sports Card Entrepreneur. It says, I bought a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Topps Chrome Green Refractor PSA 10 on Facebook in December for $200, and I sold it this week for $1,700. December. Lou, first in the league to 20 home runs. He's a beast right now, right? He's hitting absolute, I don't know if I can use the word on the show, but bombs. I feel like, Trey, right, to your point, when you said, I'm not buying basketball right now, they haven't had an offseason in that long. I feel like Trey and Vlad are are similar right now, and the NBA needs a damn offseason because... Vlad was freaking king of the prospects. King, and then when he came up, had that pop, had that hobby love. Like I feel Trey had, then he needed to lose a little weight off season. People forgot about him, went off the radar a little bit. And now, boom, he's back and the market has reacted to it. And I feel like we should be feeling that with Trey right now because he is so like hitting what everyone thought he might even over indexing at this time. And it's just not, it's just not doing anything. Yeah. Coolest guy in the world kind of thing. It's pretty clear. Like everyone just needs a break. Like that's obvious at this point. To me, I think the other side of that is like, I'm surprised that this card is only seventeen hundred dollars. Mm. I'm surprised by that. No. Like if we're if you're making the comparison of the trade thing, which I don't disagree with, this card should cost more. Which speaks more to baseball is just not that popular, unfortunately. I mean, he bought it for two hundred in December. Yeah, it's a great buy. It's a phenomenal buy. Yeah, nice little six-month, 1,500-hour play. 200 goods. How much for the Vlad Green? 200 goods, non-true gems being 160. Wait. Yeah. Non-true gems meaning PSA 9s? That's probably right. Because if PSA 9 is 160, that means the PSA 10 is probably 250 at the time. So it's getting it for 80% of eBay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Probably reasonable math. Yeah, I think between this dude hitting bombs, Tatis is on like a historic stretch. It's like actually outrageous how good he is. For what, Lou? Like, his 162-game stats mm, are, like, yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Let me pull them up while we're talking. But it's just these three guys are, like, four guys really are just Wait, so Acuna, good. Acuna, Vlad, Tatis, Otani? Acuna, Vlad, Tatis. Yeah. If you're listening to this, an exercise that I did the other night, which was a blast, is the classic eBay PSA 10 sold listings. The original Tyler Search. <laughs> Wait, let me give wait, let me give you a quick Tatis stat update okay. just so you guys have it before we move on. I don't want to lose it. Uh in his last 162 games played, Fernando Tatis Jr. has 51 home runs, 33 steals, 138 runs at 127 RBS. Outrageous numbers. Outrageous numbers. And he's playing for a top tier team, right? Yeah, they're really good. What I was gonna say is you go to PSA 10 on eBay, search sold listings. It is shocking. One, the amount of cards, PSA 10s, that overwhelming majority are under $100. PSA 10s that sell on eBay. Now, to get a PSA 10, you got to pay 300 minimum at this current moment. 
which goes to show a little bit of kind of, I think maybe certain things we're seeing price wise and even like trays, you know, why they're there. But then baseball as well. It's just still very much dominated overall numbers in this hobby of what the cards are. Most sales are baseball cards. Yeah, baseball is a very active audience. With regards to cards. Yeah. It's like the thing. Like people say baseball cards, I mean everything else. Like it's a real thing. Jay, is there any more? All right. So this is from the Yeston. It says recent play submission. Bought a 2015 Topps Archives Will Ferrell card in October for $53, excluding eBay fees. Sold last week, June 9th, for $150. Since everyone's trying to have a unique obscure card in their collection, I thought this was a good time to sell one of my obscure cards. Will Ferrell has a variety of cards from the 2015 Topps Heritage release, picturing him in a number of different MLB uniforms. Oh, this is like Will Ferrell, like the comedian. That's awesome. Okay. So this actually, I remember when this happened, he was doing like, he was going to these stadiums and getting in these different uniforms and doing this. And like, they were, they were collected at the time. It was pretty popular. You could get autographs like this was, this had a moment at the time. Was he marketing like a movie? I was trying to remember what he was doing that summer. That I don't remember. I mean, it was six years ago. I remember that thing where he was going to all different stadiums. I didn't know it was for tops. That's funny. Yeah. I remember that. So, I mean, definitely right on like, and I love the whole cash out thing too. Like, Everybody seems to be buying a unique thing, so made time for uh-huh. me to sell one of mine. So I like I like that. Yeah, listen, no one loves the weird stuff more than the show, but three X on a Will Ferrell, that's all day. Yeah, that's take me home. That's yeah. all day. Yeah. It's a good stance he's in a little bit. He's he's in position. He's trying to make a play. Yeah. So that is so many it. Good ones. I've got mine, but Ty Lou, I'll let you guys go first. Which one? So you got the Booker play this week, then you've got the DeGrom, you got the Atani, Guerrero, mm. or the Will Ferrell. There's a good one. There's a lot of good options. Yeah. I mean, I'm between Otani and and Vlad. You know, one you've got what looks like grinding, you know, IG found it on Facebook, you said, right? Uh, on Facebook in December. I mean December to that's a flip. I wonder what he where he was baseball December off season going to the off season was kind of like eh, for him and then boom I think he put in the work so I respect that and the Otani go to the Otani Otani of fifty five bucks at the Dallas Card Show not even that long ago you guys got thoughts I think I, I know where I'm at Otani yeah for sure right the going to the show making the trip going spending the time to not look you know right I, I always talk about like there are deals in these boxes. They, I always believe that they get less attention than the showcases because the showcases are where the bigger and more expensive cards are that are also more volatile. There are good deals in those boxes, right? Like, you know, if somebody brings a $5 box, that's a four row, a $2 box, that's a four row, a dollar box, a $10 box, a 25 and up, like that, that's a lot of time and effort to check all of those cards and price them all. I'm in this, this play. I, you know, I, I think it's great, right? It's, Spending the time going through there, finding a card, and then the process of selling it. We talk about that a lot, right? It's not, hey, I bought this card for five. It's worth 140. It's actually selling it, actually completing it, and and so on and so forth. So I, I like that. So Tawny's my winner. Ty? I agree. I was back and forth. But if we don't, I feel like this is the most true to card talk play for everything you just listed. Down in Dallas, bing, bang, boom. You know, slight knock on it not being last week. You know, in the last week, it's a May 27 sale. But I got to go Otani. I got to go Otani for sure. 
Yeah, I was I was between Otani and Vlad as well. I'm going to go with Otani. Give him the sweep. So three for three. That's pretty good. So stacking slabs 21 with the win there. Congrats on that. Congrats on the fine. Congrats on the flip. So that is, uh, that is great. But before we get out of this, gotta say shout out to everybody who submitted a play this week back to the original play of the week format we love this one this is probably i I think it's the best one we do but again that is all we got for play of the week just brought to you by ebay your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles all right last little topic for this week lou is going to be this week's releases releases, little latest launch what do we got i'm gonna pull it up I don't think there's... It feels like a light week. There's no football this week. I know that because I checked this morning. But I thought there was something on here that you might like. Uh, we got Impeccable Basketball. That's a big one. That's, That's an expensive product. Little Game of Thrones Iron Anniversary Series 1. Chronicles H2 Soccer. Uh, Sage Hit High Series Football. I, I'm mistaken. And then we've got some Pokemon V Strikers 10. And Yu-Gi-Oh! Egyptian God deck. And then, oh, wait, wait. A new Pokemon. Chilling Rain. I've heard about Chilling Rain. So Chilling Rain is coming out. What are you... What's on the horizon release-wise for football? Uh, Optic Base... Oh, for football? In general. I said football because it's the thing that's coming up. Yeah, so football will be really popular for a while. You're going to get Stadium Club Baseball, which I love because it's one of the best photos in the game. You'll get Select Baseball. You'll get... Noir Basketball, Goodwin Champions is intriguing. Mosaic Euro Soccer, that's all before the end of June. And then early July of Chronicles Draft Picks, Collegiate Football, Finest Champions League Soccer, Gypsy Queen Baseball, Luminance Football, Chronicles Racing, National Treasures Basketball, right before the National, July 14th. I feel like it might be kind of slow for that product. For what? NT Basketball. Like slower release or like you don't think it'll do well? I don't think it'll be as hot as it's been. It's definitely down. All basketball years. is down compared to what it was for Zion because there's just there's not Zion. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's being pre-sold online for about 3700 a box. That's pretty low, I feel like. So I think one to point out here would be 716. So July 16th is elite football. That's typically the first product of the year with any NFL jerseys in it. Mm-hmm. So it's either uh, the pen pals or the turn of the century. So July 16th is currently the scheduled release date for the first product of the year with pro jerseys. Huh. The more you know. And then it's national time. And then it's national time, baby. Lock it in. We're coming. I can't wait. It'll be a blast. Lock it in. All right. I think that's all we got for this one. Heck of an episode. That's all I got, guys. We'll see you next time. See ya. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.